Parsons. And I'm Shauna West. Welcome to the Creative Exponent Podcast. This is a place where we talk about discovering, upholding, and sharing your creativity. everybody and welcome to episode nine of the creative exponent podcast we're almost to 10 mm-hmm, i know <laughs> you know you gotta you have to celebrate all the milestones right. you don't get to like episode 1000 unless you have a 10 first right that's right that's right we're gonna take them all that's yep. right yep one at that's a time that's right exactly so <laughs> all right so in this episode we're gonna talk about owning your place like that you have a um, like a physical place in the world um, and a place creatively for mm-hmm. you in the world. Basically, like there's room for you. Yeah. And we're going to talk about sort of the this feeling of scarcity mm-hmm. or a feeling of abundance or overabundance and kind of the tension between the two and how, especially when we feel like there is um, like... Hmm. Let me think of what I'm trying to say here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when so many people are, yeah, it's like it's oversaturated, just creative work. Is that what you mean? Yeah. 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 When we feel like it's oversaturated or when we feel like, um, you know, our, our best ideas are already being done by somebody Mm -hmm. else. Yeah. And so we just shouldn't even bother bother with them. So yeah. So, or, or this, when you have like an anxiety that, um, there's a limited quantity of mm-hmm. people who are going to buy things. Yeah. And even though, yeah, there's, you know, there's an actual number of people in the world. Um, the market itself is just huge. So and fluid. so we'll, 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 we want to talk about all of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just so you can kind of get past some of those um, those anxieties that yeah. you have, um, whether you're creating just for yourself and you want to share it or you're you're creating it for the purpose of um, making money mm-hmm. as a business. Yeah. 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 It's easy to it's easy to be intimidated by for sure. Um, and to convince yourself you don't you know, there isn't room and you don't you don't really have a place. It's I think that's really super common, very common. I agree. I think it is very common. I hear that a lot from people mm-hmm. who want to start a creative business or who even want to share on their Instagram and they're like, well, everybody's already sharing right. it or there are already so many bloggers out there or there are already so many people who are mm-hmm. painting furniture. Like, why am I going to matter? How am I yeah. going to be different? Mm-hmm. And and actually, as I was pondering this a few months ago, I had thought about... Um, I was thinking of like physical space Mm -hmm. and for some reason thinking of physical space came to me in the, in the vision of like a garden plot. She had a vision, folks. We have our own, (laughs) I did not, okay, not like a, not that kind of vision, but like in my mind's eye, I'm imagining um, this garden plot and like Mm -hmm. we all have a garden plot. We all have this set, set amount of space and just because someone in another garden plot is doing, you know, has this beautiful, rich garden with things that you would like to grow, doesn't mean that you can't plant grow them it. in your own garden and tend mm-hmm. them and grow them. Like what that person is doing, I'm just going to say she because we're women. So there we sure. go. Um, what she's doing in her garden plot does not take away at 
all from what you can do in your no. own garden plot. And so I think there are a lot of people, or I know there have been times for me where I'm I'm just sitting in the dirt because everybody else has this beautiful garden going, yeah. or it seems like it. And and I, I just don't feel like mine's going to be as good. It's, I I'm love not, that analogy. Know, I'm just sitting learn. in the dirt. That's great. It is. Yeah. That's what we do. We get so stuck, you know, in, I mean, in just in the muck of comparison and, you know, being so afraid that we're not, yeah, that we're not worthy to have that, that same opportunity, that same um, success or perceived success, you know, uh, I think I love that. Good, yeah. good, good, good word work there. <laughs> Good, thanks. You're welcome. Well, I think the the reason why that came to my mind is because you still have your you still have a space. It's just right. are you going are you to using it? Are you going to you know cultivate it or not? Mm-hmm. Are you or, or are you just going to sit there in the dirt? And I think um, that that's that that really I really do believe that that analogy is true. That we do, mm-hmm. and I know you do too. That we oh, yeah. all have our space in the world and it what are we going to do with it yeah. but the the biggest thing with that is somebody else's success is not i actually put together an equation in a recent post on our mm-hmm. creative exponent blog that says like someone else's gain is not equal to your loss those no. two things are not equal they actually don't even belong in the same equation They're not they have relevant. nothing yeah. to do with one another yep Yep, I but agree. it feels like it does, doesn't no, it? It, it feels does. like when you see, oh, well, she came out with a book, or well, she, you know, she got picked up by anthropology, or mm-hmm. she got whatever. It, it's just then it feels like for some reason, well, now that opportunity can't happen to me because it's she's gone. already done it. Yeah, someone, yeah, it's gone. Like yeah. it's limited quantity. Yeah. Um, and that, I think that does go back it's to that. just not. Mm-hmm. It does go back to that scarcity. You know what I mean? Scarcity versus abundance mindset. It's, um, you know, can we, do we believe that there is a limited amount of success or joy or love or all those things, you know, of creativity? Um, or do we believe that mm-hmm. that, that exists in abundance, you know, that they're, those things are limitless. They're not, um, they're not fixed and, and they're not set in stone. I think that, uh, it's very, 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 um, tempting to believe that, um, it's very fixed, it's very limited and we don't have the ability yeah. to, yeah, to, for there to be more for, for us to live in abundance. And, you know, when, when we feel that way, it just, you know, it's like we've said before, I mean, and so it is, that's that's what we you know if if that's our belief system it is it is pretty fixed you know because we we're telling ourselves over and over and over that just to use your garden analogy that you know that one over there is gorgeous and thriving and growing and there's no way ours can um and so that's you know not to be too simplistic about it but that's what we get then you know and i've i've been in both places so yeah. i don't you know it's not a judgment to say that i just uh, it's really easy, easy for us to slip into that that mindset of scarcity uh, in many areas, but certainly in our creativity. Yeah, yeah, and and I found this in my own business and creative journey that when I have this sense that or this feeling, I'm just feeling like 
things are scarce. You know, success mm-hmm. is scarce yeah. or followers or um, the market for what I'm doing. Um, that, man, it starts to feed this, like, this paranoia, it's this toxic. anxiety, this... Yeah, it's very toxic. It's this, like, oh, my gosh, I've got to hurry up and do this before somebody mm-hmm. else does. It's a feeling of everything starts to turn into a race, a competition. Um, yeah. Yeah, it just it can be very, very detrimental for you as a, as a creative and as a business owner because instead of viewing the world as this place of, of plenty, it's this, you know, it becomes a dog-eat-dog world. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've got to, you know, uh, you've got to win or lose. And that's, right. that's, those are the only options. Right. Um, but, but yeah, like Shauna said, man, when you look at things like success and joy and creativity and love and hope and all of those things, like they are absolutely infinite mm-hmm. and we don't need to, um, to, to feel like we've got to grab hold and hold so tight. Otherwise we're going to lose it. Yeah. Um, well, it's very isolating. Yeah, definitely. It creates a lot of isolation yeah. to, to, you know, to think that way. And, you know, it's funny because for a time, I, I you know, things for me personally, and just being vulnerable here, um, wasn't planning on it. <laughs> they, they got so difficult. <laughs> they got so difficult that I didn't realize how, um, how I really had shifted my mindset from abundance to scarcity, you know, and that, um, hmm. you know, in my, because it, it was not even a super conscious train of thought, you know, it was not a lot of sentences playing in my mind. It was sort of just this unspoken belief system that, uh, that I didn't get to do that anymore, you know, that I, I didn't get to have that, mm. that my life was this way. And that's how other people's lives were. And that's great for them. Uh, but that was not what I got to have. And, you know, mm. that only, <laughs> all that does is feed itself, you know, which, by the way, that's what everything does. You know, everything is in a constant state of um, perpetuating itself. So, you know, especially our, our belief yeah. systems, you know, when we when we get into that place, um, and that's why I feel like I, you know, I can speak to that. It's, you know, all that did is tell me that, yeah, that's right. You're, this is where you got to be right now. This is, you know, this is, it's very defeating. That's, it's very defeating. And you do then, you do then become a part of what limits you. Um, You tell yourself it's all these external things around you and that you can't fix them or you can't shape them. And, And I'm not saying, I mean, I understand what it's like to be in a place where you're not able at that moment to to get out of that, you know. Um, and I felt that way creatively and personally, really, at the same time, you know. Yeah. So so I'm not saying that I do have deep, deep empathy for those moments in our lives where we really, we don't even realize how stuck in that we are. Um, so we don't really know at the moment how to get out. So I would say if you feel like that yourself, Right now, you feel a little stuck or you feel like you're living in scarcity. You know, number one, just give yourself a little grace. You know, that's okay. Um, that's okay. And, and you know, doing some things to sort of change that mindset. And maybe we can talk a little bit about that, you know, at the end of, you know, our discussion today. That can help you at least begin 
to change, you know, change your mind. Um, because what I eventually, the question I eventually asked myself when I thought I might try some new things again was, what do I have to lose? Is this working? Like this train of thinking, you know, this, this mindset, is this working for me? Um, and the answer to that was no, you know, it's, it's really not. So, I mean, what do I have to lose? So I think, right. I think that's sort of a, a good test, you know, is this really panning out the way you'd like for it to this, this viewpoint, you know, or can it, can it be shifted? Yeah. I think that's a really interesting, um, kind of thing to think through is where does the idea of scarcity, like where, if you're mm-hmm. struggling with that, where is that coming from? And I think, yeah. um, I know for me, uh, there's been maybe that sort of feeling of scarcity when it comes to the blog world because Mm -hmm. blogs have changed a lot over the last 10 years. And there have been so many articles probably over the last five years or so of is blogging dead, blogging's dead, (laughs) nobody's blogging anymore. (laughs) You know, and you hear those things and you're like, well... uh." Um, I'm still here. And I remember... (laughs) Right. I remember actually saying to Jeff at one point, like, you know, I, I have this anxiety that I'm like, like the world is passing me by and I'm, and I'm like antiquated and I, I just don't even know it. (laughs) And he's just, and it was just like a, yeah, it was like a bad, it was a bad day when yeah. I said that. Um, yeah. I was just having a really bad day and I was having a bad day about a lot of other things around my business. And and I think we, we kind of pinned down that that was mm-hmm. at the heart of it, that there was this sort of feeling of scarcity and this feeling that I wasn't going to, basically I didn't have my place anymore. Yeah, yeah. That it, it was my, my garden plot was slowly being eaten away. And I was like standing on this little, mm-hmm. you know, one foot by one foot space. And I didn't even know it when that was just my perception of that kind of bad day. Yeah. Yeah. It was not actually, you know, it's not reality. actually in reality, but it's, it is really easy to feel like that. Mm-hmm. Like everybody else is doing this too many. There are too many other people. The market's changing. Um, but what, what is so cool is that, yes, there are, especially in business or even in creativity, there are things that come along that totally change the game. Um, you know, Pinterest comes along oh, yeah. and it totally changes the way we search for ideas on the internet or Instagram comes along and it totally changes mm-hmm. the way we share our work and our stories with other people. There are so many game changers that come out, but what's still true is that um, there are always going to be new ideas and new game changers that come out. There's never going to be a place where the market is just stuck in one place. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. So it's like, there's so much hope in that, that it's like, um, you know, it's okay if um, one aspect of, um, you know, of art is sort of on the decline, but then there's another part of art that is just soaring. Everybody wants a piece of it. Um, and I think the same thing is true with, with businesses. You see, you know, one business model is successful for decades and Mm -hmm. then some little scrappy company comes along, Mm -hmm. changes the game. Everybody has to readjust their plans. So, um, 
I think that can cause people to feel nervous about the instability of the market. But I, I personally, I see a lot of mm-hmm. hope in that, that, um, you know, you can tend your garden and, um, and man, it's, it's your space no matter what happens. And you might be the person who comes up with that game changing, you know, that next game changing idea. You yeah. just never know. Yeah. Well, and I think that's why it's so important to own, you know, your place and, and feel a deep sense of belonging, you know, um, because belonging is, is an internal thing, despite how much we believe that it's all based on external circumstances and how other people, you know, make us feel or other creatives in our same, you know, field of, of work, um, you know, or relationships, you know, we convince ourselves that that belonging is all, um, it's all up to everyone else around us. And, you know, when we can find that, that sense within ourselves, we're able to, to recognize that we get to continue creating, owning our place. It, you know, even just speaking to the creative world, you know, we get to continue doing that as the market shifts. And, you know, <laughs> thought about this when you were talking I mean, of course the market is so fluid. Of course it shifts and it's in, you know, it's whatever, whatever word we want to use, it's quote, unstable or it's, you know, but it's ever evolving because guess what? It's made up of humans. I mean, like we're, Mm -hmm. that's what we are. We are ever evolving and changing and adapting and shifting. We just are. And so, um, you know, of course, the marketplace that supports the products and services that we buy is going to be the same way. Um, and, you know, like you said, you can view um, those changes and shifts as such a detriment to your business or to your creative work, or you can, and not to sound, again, too simple, but it is often, it's a choice, you know, it is a choice of, of a point of view, you know, you can view it as hopeful, you know, and um, opportunistic, you know, it can be a gift yeah. uh, if, if we're able to just ground ourselves in, in sort of the foundational parts of of knowing that we get to own this spot. Like you said, you've got that plot of dirt no matter what, you know, it's just, it's like that Mary Oliver quote, you know, what are you going to do with your one wild and precious life? You know, it's what, what are we going to do with it? It's yours. Yeah. You've got it either way. It doesn't go away. (laughs) It's, it's there. So yeah, it's what, what are we going to do with it? Such a good quote. I know. I love that quote. Me too. Yeah. And it's true. So a point that we want to really, you know, encourage you with is that, um, and we know this, but we forget it, that yeah. the world is so big. It's so, so big. And there's room for everybody. Mm-hmm. There really is. It's like the, um, okay, one of my favorite movies when I was a kid was Pete's Dragon, you know, oh, the cartoon yes, and the live action too. together. Oh, I loved that. And there was actually a song <laughs> in it called There's Room for Everyone in This World. And there is. There's, you know, the, the whole oh, point so. was like even even Pete's imaginary dragon, there's He's room got a place. in the world for him. Yep. Exactly. So um, I love that idea. Like there's, there's room in the world for you and for all your big imaginary things that you're Mm -hmm. working on. Um, And, and from a business perspective, um, the market is so 
enormous. I mean, mm-hmm. it is now, I am not into like these, um, you know, global, uh, economics or anything. <laughs> it, not even, don't even ask me about like state economics, <laughs> not never researched that, not interested in it, not in my wheelhouse. But, um, the mar- what I do know is the market is enormous and that even a tiny little sliver of it is enough for you to make a full-time income. Just mm-hmm. a little itty-bitty little sliver piece. of it is enough for you. Yep, is enough for you to make a good full-time income. And I think we get really just caught up in what um, larger retailers are doing or what really successful creative entrepreneurs are doing and, and feeling like, again, like their success is somehow maybe taking away from us. Somehow mm-hmm. it's eating yeah. into into the market that would be buying our products and now they're not buying our products. Um, and I just, I mean, I think there's some amount of displacement that does happen. Definitely. Um, sure. I don't want to completely ignore that, but, but the, the market is still big. And if you have a good idea and you're passionate about it, you're selling something that's well-made or that's unique yeah. or, um, you know, it, then it's there, there's enough there to, to, make it into a business, even if it's just a tiny little mm-hmm. share of the market. Yeah. Well, and I think too, you know, okay, I'm going to, I'm, I'm doing the thing again where it's like, I'm going all a little oh, bit personal. Pre- she's preaching. I know. I know. It's a, well, <laughs> everybody stand up, stand up. That's um, right. Okay. Get ready. Get ready. So. <laughs> Fan yourself with your bulletins. Jeez. Oh, it really does crack me up. <laughs> you did you compare me to that? But anyway, I, okay, I think that that can sound super, I'm just going to be blunt and I'll speak from my, um, my okay, newfound, yeah, newfound perspective. About maybe three, four years ago when I was in the middle of this, you know, just kind of dark time in general, I would have said, you know what, I used to feel that way, but that sounds super fluffy. That's not you don't yeah, understand, you know, know, you don't. Now, I'm not saying I feel that way now. So, but for for those people like me who have gotten to a place like that, um, I get that that sounds, when we say that the market is is so huge and that it's, you know, there's all this opportunity, you know, I get that that can sound really empty. It can, but, you know, coming from somebody yeah. who has, has fought, I mean, tooth and nail to figure out, not even knowing I could do it, but to figure out if there was a way for me to gain that perspective back that I could continue to um, to grow, to be successful, to adapt, um, for there to be more. Um, I'm telling you, it's not fluffy. It's not. That's a real thing. Um, and mm-hmm. it's, it is a, it's, it's not cheesy at all. It's, it is one of the greatest gifts you'll ever give yourself, you know, to get to a place where, you know, you value um, abundance and you believe in it and you perpetuate it with your actions and your choices and your belief systems. Um, and, you know, that's probably one of the one of the other points we would say is that you in doing so, you get to a place where you do truly believe that your perspective matters because creative work is is very tied to perspective and subjectivity. And, um, you know, 
people, for instance, that love Marion's writing might hate mine or not get it at all, you know, or vice versa. I mean, and that's just okay, you know, and you arriving, yeah, yeah, at a place where you, you own your place and own that your perspective and we talk about this a lot in um in sharing your story um and the branding course on our website but you know that your voice and that perspective matters and it's really uniquely yours and that can sound really cheesy until you've kind of walked a road to recognize that and sort of um just win that for yourself cuz i'm telling you it's it's a game changer it'll change your life i mean so yeah, I'm preaching now because <laughs> it will change your yeah. life to to um <laughs> to believe that you know your business, your creativity, your relationships. Um, you know, anyway, not a doctor, but I'm just telling you, it will. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Shauna. Right. No, I I really um yeah, I just feel like we feel that sense of scarcity when we are more in tune with what other people are doing than what yeah. we ourselves need to be doing. Yeah. That it's, yeah. it's just our focus is, is in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. And when our focus is in the wrong place, it's just really easy to, to sink. It's yeah. easy to, uh, our creativity dries up. It's easy to get paralyzed. It's easy to feel discouraged. And I think if you find yourself in that spot, it's just time to put the blinders on. It's yeah. time to uninstall the social media oh, apps yes. from your phone. <laughs> Take a step back. Read a book that's yeah. going to be an encouragement to you. That's going to you know, that's going to get you going. Go out mm-hmm. for a hike. Go on a vacation, even if it's just like to the next town over yep. for one night. Like whatever you can do or you camp out in your backyard or you just you just have to like step away and put your blinders on. And that's mm-hmm. so hard to do in this day and age. And that I think that's why this is such a kind of prevalent feeling among yeah. people because we can just see what each other's doing now. We know what everybody's yeah. doing and or what everybody's sharing that they're doing, which there is always the best different. of what they're doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> a little different than yeah. all of reality. Exactly. So it, anyway, it's... It's, man, I just, I just really, I know how people feel when they're in this place. And I know you do too, Shauna, because we've both been in that place where we're feeling sort of that desperation that comes out of feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm, it's like, it's all, Mm -hmm. it's all slipping away or there are too many other people doing this or I'm irrelevant or nobody cares what I'm doing or everybody's doing it already. Nobody's going to miss, nobody's going to miss me or what I'm doing. So yeah, yeah, it's it's such a real thing. Um, it's just like, not true, like we though. Said in another you know? episodes, it's like this is like creative counseling. Like we both it need is. to go get degrees in you know family <laughs> therapy or something, so that we can be more. So we're just speaking completely from experience, yes. not from any. We're just two you know, humans. Any real place of research. Right. No. So you know who's so a couple of good resources I would say are um, first of all Brene Brown we yep. both yep. love her and have read a bunch of her books and yep. um, she does a lot she talks a lot about scarcity about vulnerability about um, kind of rising out of that mm-hmm. so good so many I've read a couple of her books and mm-hmm. watched her her special on Netflix is fan it's on Netflix right yep. yeah I'm pretty yep. sure yep you got um, it her special on Netflix is fantastic so. 
that's a, she's a really good resource, I think. And she mm-hmm. does do all the research and she is a doctor. So yeah, she's, she's got the a PhD who, if you need you know, that. You yep. can go, <laughs> right. <laughs> she's the one you can go to for all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, another good resource, and I've mentioned his books a couple of times, but they are so like he speaks my language, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's Austin Cleon. Mm-hmm. Um, the book uh, "Steal Like an Artist" is such a great book if you're struggling with that feeling of like I have to be original, and mm-hmm. everybody else is doing the same thing, and and yeah. I I can't do anything now until like I can't I can't um, tend my garden until. I discover a completely Someone new plant. Someone else's dies. I'm going <laughs> right. to... Right. Yes, exactly. Or unless everybody else's is dead, then I'll do mine. Right. Because then it'll look better than everybody else's or whatever, you know, wherever you are. Drastic. Um, but his his book, his book is fantastic. And actually, um, in Steel Like an Artist, he wrote about that kind of this sense that we, in our internal, you know, mm-hmm. workings, we feel like there are these people who are like super creatives who have it all together and they've got this, some magic, um, you know, equation that it Mm -hmm. all comes together when they're creating. And, and what he said about that is he said, ask anybody doing truly creative work and they'll tell you the truth that they don't know where the good stuff comes from. They just show up to do their thing every day. Yep. And, I'm like, oh, so good. It is. That's so true. I was going to say so much of this is about longevity. Like, you know, abundance often comes because you've got somebody that's bullheaded enough to believe they can have it and they just keep showing up. You know, I mean, that is often the case. It's I'm not saying there's not some, you know, people who seem like they've got all the luck in the world and, you know, but sometimes just. I don't know. I mean, maybe a good thing to do. I started when I was really struggling with that. Um, I started paying attention again the way that I would have 10 years ago, you know, to what what do they talk like? What do they sound like? You know, what are they hmm. what are they pursuing? What how do they think? You know, um, and it's really it was not any different than what I would have classified, I guess, as my belief system or my mindset, you know those, you know, those years ago, not so long ago. So I think, um, you know, kind of paying attention to a lot of it is just, yeah, it's just showing up, you know, and being open to receiving something new. Totally agree that owning your place is about showing up. So with our analogy, it's about tending your garden. It's about actually looking at your own flowers and your soil and what you're planting, what you're doing, and not paying so much attention to what everybody else is doing. Um, And it's also doing it season after season. It's learning from what did well, what your mistakes are, um, what grows well in your soil, you know, what, um, what's going to work, what's, what um, different combinations are going to work in harmony. And what's interesting about, you know, just the showing up every day, I'm pretty sure it's in the book originals, um, that he talked about just how quantity is such a huge key to success. Mm -hmm. That when you look at, there was actually um, some studies done on 
the most famous composers and artists and then mm-hmm. how many works they actually did. Mm-hmm. Um, it may not have been the book originals, but I think it probably was. I think you're um, right. My I problem is I like read, I, I read like three books at one time. So mm, then I get too. them a little bit confused. I try to take notes on each one, but they still <laughs> confused on them. But yeah, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit distracted. <laughs> but anyway, what was so interesting about the study is the most famous composers, I mean, wrote hundreds and in some case over a thousand, you know, major pieces of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was a very, very small handful that are actually, Recognized. you know, famous and yeah. well known. Yeah, exactly. And I think Mozart didn't have an actual, like, what would be considered a hit until, like, his 24th major piece of music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they looked at artists like um, Picasso and some of the other ones who, you know, just created thousands of works, that it was really this very, very small, fine percentage mm-hmm. of the works that actually, um, you know, gave them any kind of success. So. Yeah. There really is something to be said for just showing up, creating, you know, I know it's just such a phrase now, but like doing the work um, and then letting the, you know, the quantity just, it does a lot. It gets your work out there, gives you this body of work for everybody Mm -hmm. to, to look at and to judge. It gives you pieces to sell. And also it is such a good teacher every time you do what it is you do, whether it's sewing or painting or writing or whatever, um, you learn, you get better and better every Mm -hmm. single time. And it's slow. It's painfully slow. (laughs) But when you look back to, you know, two years back or five years back or 10 years back, you can see like, oh my gosh, I have I've done this. I have grown. It's sort of like aging, but in the opposite way. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of everything getting just a little bit worse, (laughs) everything gets just a little bit better. And you don't see the changes until you look at something (laughs) from 10 years ago. And then you're like, wow, I look like a baby (laughs) (laughs) 10 years ago compared to what I look like now. That's right. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. That was a great one. (laughs) it's true though it's true so I mean you also say so talking about owning owning your place you also talk about how just your perspective really matters that and you've kind of touched on that a little bit but it makes such a difference what your perspective is yeah yeah it does it does and I, I would say um you know it's like I said earlier it's just such a gift that you can you can give yourself if you can you know, and honestly, sometimes it's hard to even know, do we need to work on these things? Are we stuck in this mm-hmm. mentality or not? So, I mean, just ask yourself, you know, some questions and, you know, ask ask yourself things like, you know, do I feel, do I feel like what I have to say is important? And And when I say what I have to say, I don't mean necessarily in a written or verbal word, but, you know, your creative work, do you feel like that it's, it's important that it matters. Do you feel like maybe your perspective could be um, could be the one that someone else really deeply relates to? Um, do yeah. you do you feel a sense of belonging within yourself? Um, do you feel motivated and excited at the thought of doing your creative work um, and growing in your creative work? You know. All those questions are ones that can help you kind of identify, you know, where am I? Am I kind of living in a place of scarcity or, or abundance? Am I, 
um, do I believe, you know, that, that there is a place for me, you know, and that mm-hmm. I can, I can grow this, this garden around me. I can have this thing no matter what is happening externally around me. Um, and, and, you know, when you answer those questions, then you sort of have a starting place. You have a, right. you have a place to jump off from and, you know, begin, uh, not to sound silly, but a lot of it to begin telling yourself the truth, uh, you know, I believe honestly for us to grow creatively, um, it is so tied to who we are as a person. You know, we have to, we have to get really good at telling ourselves, you know, ourselves the truth about who we are and what we have yeah. to give and receive and offer. Um, and sometimes that requires us telling us, you know, ourselves those truths every day. Uh, yeah. sometimes it's, you know, we need that reminder once a month, um, I know for me, there are seasons where it's it's multiple times a day. You know, this matters. I matter. Yep. Uh, yep. This is important. <laughs> I'm not doing this for nothing. Um, yes, there are a million people doing what I do. You know, there are so many people doing the things that I do. But this is mine, and I get to do it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and and it's, nobody nobody's going to do it like yeah. you do. Actually, no. in the book... Um, in the book, the uh, steal like an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a uh, one page that has mm-hmm. just a bunch of st- hand drawn stars all in mm-hmm. rows, and then it says yeah. the human hand is incapable of making a perfect copy. So yeah, and I was like, oh, what a, again? Like what a great it just speaks <laughs> to me. Like what yeah. a great way to just simply show that even if somebody else is already doing the kind of art that's your style or it's art, yeah. they're already writing, you know, poetry in sort of, you know, about nature or whatever, mm-hmm. doesn't mean then that you can't do it and right. do it in your own way because yep. you are, your way of doing it is going to be different. You know, we all start out with a certain amount of emulating other people yep. and because we can't copy them exactly, it yeah. just starts to evolve into our own thing and then one Mm -hmm. day we realize like wow I've kind of established my own creative voice through this through this process yeah and I think one thing that's also um well a a couple of other kind of resources to go to I think um I haven't completely finished the book but the artist's way does Mm -hmm. have a lot in it with just about like affirmations and all now it gets a little it's a little bit out there for me but (laughs) I like um, it (laughs) I know Shauna's like not for me it's like right in my 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 comfort zone (laughs) it's a little bit out there for me so I'll just say that for some people if you read it and you're like "Eh, this is out there for me you can just there's good stuff to take even if you don't take all of it there's good stuff to take but she's really big on, um, you know, on affirmations. And I know, you know, when we think of affirmations, we think of like the, you know, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. <laughs> Doggone it. People like me. You know, we just think of like that. But really, actually, instead of like just having this narrative going on about how um, everybody else is already doing it, I've got to hurry up and get this idea out. There's this mm-hmm. limited amount of time and limited amount of people who will buy products and all of that stuff. Um, instead of having that sort of mentality, having actual like, man, there is never going to be a shortage of people who want to be inspired. There's yeah. never going to be a shortage of people who want to hang a piece of art on their wall. It's just never because people consistently move and redecorate and their style yeah. changes. It's like it's never going to 
um, there will always be a blank wall somewhere in the world that mm-hmm. could use your art on it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I think that's a good resource. And I also just came across a new, to me anyway, a new to me magazine um, called Flow that was really good. It's all about mm-hmm. um, creativity and mindfulness and um, inspiration. It's kind of like all the buzzwords, and I'm like, yep, this is this is kind of <laughs> what, is what for I'm me. about. <laughs> yeah, but there was an article in in the recent one that I purchased that was all about tribal thinking, and not in the way of like you know find your tribe, find your peeps, mm-hmm. all that stuff. It was in a sense of that when you truly look at like when there were studies done about tribes, like actual, mm-hmm. you know, the time in the world when there or the places in the world where there are actually people who live in this community as a tribe. And, and it is very, it's a completely different mentality because when one person does really well, like when you have an amazing hunter in your tribe, the mm-hmm. whole tribe wins. Yeah. And that's not our same tribe no. mentality. When we no. talk about tribe, when you're talking about social media and creative business, it's like maybe people who you share content with and all, but if they do mm-hmm. really well, there's not necessarily this feeling of, yeah. well, now that's good for me. But if we go back to the garden analogy, again, if somebody next to you, if somebody in a garden plot that's right next to you, like they're in the same region as you, and their garden's doing really, really well, then that is good news for it you. Is good because for you. that means yeah. you've got really fertile soil. You can yep. see what kind of plants are growing well for them in that area, all of that. Um, but I loved this idea. And they actually said, like, w- about tribal thinking, they said that it's it literally means I am because we are. Yeah. And so it really is this sense of, like, when you see someone in your field, like let's just say you're an artist and somebody who creates art that's very similar to yours gets picked up by anthropology to do like a set of dishes or to do some wallpaper designs or whatever. Mm -hmm. That actually is good news for you because it means that that look, that form of art is trending it's sought after it's popular and and so it actually is good for you it means that some doors could potentially open Mm -hmm. for you as well so I think that um and that's a hard mentality to have in this sort of the western world where it's every you know everyone's for themselves we're all kind of about ourselves um but I think having that when you can stop yourself from feeling like someone else's gain is your loss. And you can be like, look, no, I have my place. Yeah. And I just need to like, I just need to tend it and care for it and do my best in my place. Um, and just really, um, yeah, just do my best, show up and do my best. Yeah. That's all that, that was the end of my sentence. I just didn't know I needed to stop. (laughs) (laughs) At that point, <laughs> it's like Marion, you oh, arrived. You you can stop yes, talking now. You, we, yes, we want you to own your place. We do. I think if we had, if we had to boil down the creative exponent to one or two or three hopes, that would be on the list. You know, yeah. Um, for you to really truly own own the place that you have in the creative world, and yeah. just for yourself, you know, because it really does stem from from inside of you. So that's and, we we hope that for you. And just thrive in it. Like, mm-hmm. just do it. Do the best. Do your best with what you have, where you are. Yeah. You know, yeah. do the best. Do do the best. Do your best. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I think we've 
beat that subject to death probably. We have. We have. But it's an important <laughs> one, man. It really is. It really oh, is. Oh, it is. It really is. And if there's even like one person who's like, man, I needed to hear this. Uh, I yeah. needed to hear it. Um, then I, I hope that it, it was an encouragement to you and it kind of gets you um, maybe reading some of these books we mm-hmm. talked about. It gets you journaling. It gets you thinking like, man, yeah, I am just sitting in the dirt. Let me start planting mm-hmm. some stuff and doing yep. some watering yep. and, and allow my garden to be the best that it can be. So, um, so the creative contraption mm-hmm. for today, we're actually um, talking about classification folders. And if you don't know what they are, which you may not, because <laughs> we actually had to Google what they're called because we didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the technical term is classification folders. And these are actually the folders that you often see, well, not anymore, really, but 10 years mm-hmm. ago that you'd see in doctor's offices and dentist yep. offices. They have kind of or real estate offices. They have mm-hmm. these dividers and mm-hmm. they have the two prong holders at the top yep. of each divided section. So you have to get a two hole punch too with these, but mm-hmm. you get the two hole punch and then you can, and they have lots, you can either get them with like two or three or four or five, or you can get a lot yeah, of different dividers. Um, dividers in them, mm-hmm. but they are fantastic for managing projects. Sean yes. and I found. If you're a paper person, if yeah. you need to print stuff up and yep. have it together. Yeah. So I what do you, because you do a lot of project management with the design work and stuff. Yeah, I was so going to say, I'm, I'm enjoying it for design specifically. And even even like when we were building the concepts for the Creative Exponent, yeah. you know, you that's when you showed it to me the first time. You know, you had one and I immediately <laughs> and ordered, ordered them. 30 because <laughs> they're inexpensive, you know. And um, yeah, so any anything like that, I get... Because so much of my um, design and consulting work, you know, I am Google docked out, man. I mean, there are so many Google docs that I'm either managing or a part of or commenting on. And I just get, I'm overwhelmed. I need eventually something to hold in my hand and like write a note on or, you know, just have especially, you know, all those pieces together for one project design. It's super helpful, Um, you know, print it off, you know, all the cabinet drawings and you know all the all the scaled pieces you know and then have my notes and you know everything in there too but I love that they fold flat so like when you open the cover and you fold it back it's flat I've got a thing about flat paper I don't know what that (laughs) is yeah so I, I love these things they're super handy super handy yeah, and they're for me like so. I'm actually fairly light sensitive. My eyes mm-hmm. are, and so looking at a computer screen all day, it just it just starts to wear on my eyes, as I'm sure it does with most people. But it so it really helps me to actually have physical paper to look at. Yeah. And I also have learned that's just how I learn the best. I learn mm-hmm. best when I can print stuff up and then read over it. So I'm still the person who prints up like my travel itinerary and mm-hmm. all of those things. So I can have the physical thing with me. Um, not that I can't do it on my phone or I'm not technically savvy or anything like that, but I just really like it's your preference. having, yeah. having the pieces of paper. So mm-hmm. these folders are great for even for, I'm using it for all the documents for my trip, upcoming yep. trip to Europe. So I have a section for every you know, place we're going and it's all in the, 
prongs and all. So anyway, we'll link to them. The other great thing about them is they come in a lot of really beautiful colors. Colors, yep. And they do so that people could, I think it's so that doctors' offices and such could have them color-coded like Mm -hmm. they used to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So they have like salmon. Lucky for us. (laughs) Yeah, salmon and pale blue and mint and Mm -hmm. all sorts of really great colors. So anyway, if you're a paper person and need a way to corral those papers, I I would encourage you to check those out and we'll have a post so you can see pictures of them and read a little bit more about why we love them. So next episode, we're going to talk about when you stroke out creatively. <laughs> and we don't mean strike out. We actually mean stro- actually stroke out. Mean stroke. <laughs> and that actually came from a time when uh, we were working together actually on the creative exponent. And I literally like mid-sentence, it was like I had a stroke. It just couldn't. <laughs> I, the brain was done. not functioning properly yep. anymore. We had been working for hours and it was totally done. But that happens creatively. Yes. When you just like yes, you're working and all of a sudden it's like it's gone. I'm done. I, ca- I don't have anything left. So we're just going to talk about when that happens creatively and yep. kind of how you can get um, recharged and restarted again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so should be a fun conversation. But yes. anyway, uh, we'll talk about that next time. And until then, if you'd like to communicate with us, you can of course visit us on our website, um, mm-hmm. thecreativeexponent.com. You can send us an email at hello at creativeexponent.com, or you can follow us on Instagram yeah. or Facebook, both at the creative exponent mm-hmm. and leave us some messages there. Or just say hello. So We will see you either there or next time on the podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Creative Exponent Podcast. Our original theme was written by A Walker Spring and recorded by Ellie Swope and Johan Wagner. And if you like the Creative Exponent, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at www.thecreativeexponent.com. And you can also send us an email at hello at creativeexponent.com.